0: to topple the champions of day one. And I'm wow! He's taken the cover of that. A splendid goal from the Lecunin, which gets Spurs off to a fly. Hola and howdy, uh, a bit Spursy listeners, and welcome to uh, another episode for another week. I'm Barney. I'm Dan and uh we have much associated news to talk about uh Tottenham Hotspur today less Instagram stuff unfortunately so if you have tuned in for an Instagram review turn it off um because that won't uh that won't be happening but also maybe you should, you know try a new thing like um transfer news or um perhaps uh the um uh, new Uh, position that, uh, has been filled at Tottenham or, you know, other other things. There are other things out there apart from just Instagram reviews.
1: Wait, Barty, are we having a go at our listeners for
0: like rabbit holes that we left, we'd led them right into (laughs) for multiple weeks? (laughs) I'm just, I'm. Well, I'm just trying to preface a warning in case someone has is a huge Instagram review head, and they're signing in, to, uh, signing in. Is that what you do? <laughs> How do you listen to a podcast? Sign in, and uh, they want to hear just pure wall to wall Instagram. I'm just saying, open up and uh, experience some other things that we might talk about on this football podcast.
1: No, that is good because I, I guess if we have any new listeners uh, who've joined us in the last couple of weeks, uh, they might come on here and think, hey. These guys don't talk about football that much. (laughs) I'm in here for all the Instagram content. So I think that's a fair warning. That's a fair
0: warning. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to preface. I'm trying to do like a, at the top of the podcast being like, we're so organized. These are the things we're going to talk about. And this is what (laughs) we're not going to talk about. And we've already gone off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We can try and build rails, but the train still has to drive on them. That's true. That's true. We can do, we can lead a horse to water. But you never know whether that horse has rabies. So that, you know, it's classic, 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 classic.
1: Um, all right. Should we dive in and see if that horse does indeed have rabies then, Bunny? Yeah, let's find out. Um, so I think the, the biggest news that we've had, which you referenced in the intro, uh, is of course, Rashalson joining, um, very, very big. We did speak about this, uh, a few weeks ago in terms of like how we were feeling about the impending signing, um. And all that, I think, uh, personally, Barney, I am more excited. My excitement just keeps growing. Where are you sitting?
0: I am, I think I'm just excited because it's quite rare that we sign a player that I have had uh, eyes on for a long period of time that I'm actually being able to be like, ah. Oh, i um, yeah, I know how they play. I, like, have watched them score goals. I've watched them do whatever. So that's exciting. But at the same time, my excitement is was tempered somewhat listening to uh, another podcast where they were really, like, overly, I think, negative about um, uh, signing Richarlison. And I, I saw uh, uh, Nathan A. Clark from The Extra Inch was sort of a bit, like, eh, meh about him and then did a video on him and was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Um, but I also don't really know, like, does he improve our starting 11? Like, obviously we're going to have to rotate, but if we were playing a big game, does he play? And if so, where? And then who misses out?
1: Yeah, I, I think he probably, at least to begin with, he wouldn't play. And there's no way that he's, um, you know, going to gonna ever really get in ahead of, say, Kane and Son if all are fit and if it is sort of a major game. Possibly Kulisevsky, there is still a chance there, depending on how they both start the season. But Mm -hmm. I I would kind of agree. Like, I don't know if it's something that necessarily improves our starting 11, but I think it vastly improves our squad. And I think that was really what was sort of sticking out to me last season, especially with Antonio's lack of subs, (laughs) because he just Mm. didn't trust anyone on the bench at all. So... Uh Yeah, I, I think it's a really good signing in that sense that instead of just buying, say, a cheap player to sit on the bench, uh, we're actually buying a player who can compete and can, we'll start some games in place of the, mm. the front three and I give them that. So I honestly think that this is the first time I can remember that we've actually done this, that we've bought, we've spent big on a player who is really there to improve our options and improve our squad as a whole. So I think that's why I'm feeling quite excited about it because like, oh, do, do you remember like when we used to bring Lamella on like late in games mm. and he would just get things going or like he'd get stuck into someone or I don't know, throw an elbow, get sent off, whatever. Um I feel at least with our front four now, like they all, if any of them are coming off the bench, they are actually really going to be able to sort of impact a game. Um And more so than say, you know, Lucas or, or Bergwijn. So yeah, I think that's why I'm I'm feeling so buoyant
0: about it. Mm, mm. I mean my uh and maybe this is wish fulfillment, but uh maybe there's the possibility then that um we're gonna be doing rolling out the three, five, two um with um our good friend Kulisevsky fulfilling the prophecy and playing at Wing Back. <laughs> um yeah, well, I guess if we don't, it's probably pretty telling.
1: If we don't sign a decent right wing back, then mm. there's obviously got to be some plan there. Because I'd, I'd mm. say we're not going to go into the season with just sort of Emerson and Doherty sitting there. Do you want Kulishevsky at wing back? That's the vibe I'm getting.
0: I just want to see him uh, reach his full potential at, <laughs> at wing back. Okay, so you're pro-wig back for Kulisevsky. Yeah, I just think, like, it's not going to be that different from, like, he's going to have to track back more, but him playing out wide and playing in in the way that Conte's fullbacks play, like, in an attacking sense, he'll be a very good attacking fullback. He's a very solid dude. I mean, I haven't seen anything to suggest that he's not a good defender. Um, so, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm pretty keen on...
1: I do very much like the three up front. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was working well. I would be keen to see those three stay up front and see what that is like with really decent attacking uh, wingbacks in addition to them. Um, yeah. I, I think especially now we've got Perisic, like that's going to add a lot. And yeah, I just feel like if Spence ends up coming in, I'd say personally I'm more excited to see what can happen when you do have, yeah, just really, really competent wing backs playing regularly. And I, I still, I still think that, you know, people like Emerson and Doherty can play a role at times, but I think personally, that'd be my preference, um, mm. my preference there.
0: Yeah. Um, and I also think it's important, which, uh, you sent this quote to me, uh, well, this story, it's not a quote, um. I guess it is a quote because it's from a story. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, uh, that we've managed to balance out our Brazilian, um, political ideology, uh, in the sense that we've got, uh, Lucas a fascist. And then we have, uh, Richarlison who is working as a science ambassador in Brazil, raising awareness to the importance of science and research, which is being marginalized there under the fascist regime of Bolsonaro. So we've really managed to, uh, uh, create balance in the force once again, which is, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. I wonder where, um, it's interesting when you read a lot, when you read about these things and they go into Brazilian players, there are quite a few who do support Bolsonaro. And like what we know of Bolsonaro is not good. Um, With the caveat as well, that obviously we are not in Brazil. We don't live there. We don't sort of know the full, uh, the full, I don't know, the full feelings from sort of the general population there. But I think knowing what, uh, what Lucas has sort of liked uh, on his social accounts and using that as our barometer to sort of judge (laughs) what it's all about, it is very refreshing to see that. Ah, uh, Richarlison seems to be very much against that, and just really seems to be um a good bloke, you know, extended from that as well, doing like other charity work and and those sort of things, which I think is in great contrast to his on-field
0: persona. Absolutely. It's, a, it's like Lamella where he is a seemingly a uh, complete psychopath and then you hear him talk and he's like, hello, my name is Eric Lamella. Um, I'm very sad about my dog dying. Um, I have a, a beautiful <laughs> wife and children. And you're like, wow, you're, a, you're an absolutely sweetheart. Um, which, uh, yeah, I'm, I am very pleased to... It's always nice when you have like good evidence that the person that's coming to your club is also a good person.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what maybe some fans initially, I I, I don't know, but maybe there was that feeling that when you play against Richarlison, he's very annoying for his absolute shithousery. And so therefore Mm. you instantly go, well, he just must be a crap person too. (laughs) Because who would play like that? Who would go down? Who would do all these sort of things? Um, And it's interesting, like when we were listening to the A Bit Spursy Metal uh, uh, vote recounts, for our last episode, there was one after an Everton game where I gave um, Richarlison some negative votes and I was saying, I don't like like this player. I'm not a fan at all. He just keeps going down. He does all this. Um, And I seem to very quickly have flipped. (laughs) And I'm like, well, if it's for us, that's fine. But I also kind of feel that Conte's not, maybe not going to be as liberal with that sort of stuff either. And, like, if Richarlison is being, like, you know, going down more theatrically when he could have stayed up and got through on goal or something like that. I think that's the sort of thing that Conte would berate him over.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I can't get over how big a backflip you've done. Cause I remember that game and I remember you, I think, did we watch that together? I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, oh, I hate Richarlison. Um, and, I mean, I think it's a sign of a, of, of a good shithouser when, you know, when they're on your team, you're like, great player, really smart, really professional, knows how to use the rules <laughs> to their advantage. And then when you play that player, you're like, I think they're the worst. Um, so, you know, good signs from DT. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: Uh, well, and it's, you know, it, it's it's like a thing that's often bandied around of like, you know, if, if the player's doing... You know, good stuff for you. they're They're a master of the dark arts of the game. But if they're against you, it's like, oh, this is horrendous. This is anti-football. this is this is all that. i'm I'm willingly admitting my backflip on, on this <laughs> um, and I'm very happy to be um proven wrong. I think as well, it's like fa- fans of other teams, they hate some of our players so much already that mm. I think maybe that also plays into it. like, for like we're not known as like the the good guy team um because other fans like absolutely hate son um they hate kane and mm-hmm. objectively i think just two like relatively nice people like son's got a couple of red like there was that challenge on um gomez. gomez and but it's like when you actually look at that it's like it was a bit cynical but it wasn't super dirty like it was it was just very very unlucky i think uh, but those challenges are made sort of all the time. But there is this vibe that I get that, like, we are just hated anyway. So um, <laughs> why not add to that with Richarlison yeah. in the
0: mix as well? Lean in, maybe. Yeah, let's get Jonjo Shelvy <laughs> down here. Let's get, uh, <laughs> who are the other players that everyone hates? Let's get um, Lee, Lee
1: Catamol out of retirement. Let's bring Yeah, him Lee here. Catamol, bring
0: him back. Let's get uh, Harry Maguire on the bench um, <laughs> to just sort of stand there. I don't know. Um, and just lean in. Just lean into that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I still maintain with that Son tackle that, uh, yeah, it was malicious because he just got – so he came he came back and was, like, getting his revenge. Yeah. But he wasn't trying to break his leg. And it was just unfortunate that Aurier was also – I maintain that it was Aurier's fault um, mm-hmm. because Aurier was standing there and that – whatever. Um, Son is innocent. He, uh, he was just actually trying to um, – uh, I don't know. He was, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the other thing I should say on the, uh, I meant to say before when we were talking about Bolsonaro is that having done a little bit of reading about this, the Lucas stuff is like the tip of the iceberg of how cooked and terrible this dude is. Um, and we, we get just the tiniest bit. And that is, yeah, it's just the, just the tip, just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Yeah.
1: Great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things too, because often when you talk about these sort of things, the debate comes up of like, well, you know, you should just talk about football, leave politics out of it, leave this, that, everything else. And it's like, you know, if you want to follow the sport and just, you know, disregard all that stuff, then fine, go for it. But if you don't, and if these things affect you and you go, you know what, I don't really like this player for these reasons. uh, I think that is valid. (laughs) And I Mm. think that, um, you know, it's important to vocalize these things um, because overall, yeah, I think just, you know, things just get ignored a little bit too much and just with a simple turn of leave politics out of it. But it's like, when you're talking about, you know, human rights type things, um, I I feel like it's fine to to bring them into the conversation.
0: Well, yeah, totally. It's, it's human rights. It's not, it's not just politics and uh, political beliefs about big versus small government or whatever. It is actually the uh, welfare of um, people. It's a bit like watching, to me, that kind of stance of not wanting to acknowledge uh, any kind of uh, political beliefs that surround football or footballers. is like watching Breaking Bad but only watching the scenes where Walter White does good things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and being like... What do they mean? Breaking bad. Yeah. Can we just enjoy <laughs> the teaching and don't ignore the meth stuff? <laughs> He's really kind to kind to uh, his baby daughter. Uh, like, what? Well,
1: um, oh, d- definitely. And we're talking, like, it's more serious. We're not looking at, say, Lucas and going like, do you know, Lucas wants to put 2.3% of the budget into education, but I think that that extra 0.4% should be going into hospitals instead. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's not these things where it's like, you know, maybe there is no, there's no, um, clear sort of like moral compasses to what should happen with it. Um, the things that are very clearly <laughs> against things that we, you know, we sort of believe in.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, to move into things that, uh, we do, uh, believe in very strongly, Um uh, we have a set piece coach and I... I am so pleased that this has finally happened. We've been so limp and impotent from set pieces for so long. Um, I think it's brilliant, especially with the way that Conte plays. Um, And if we're going to be, you know, when we're going to be playing against teams that throw up a low block against us, we're going to be slinging in those crosses. (laughs) We're going to be like Liverpool uh, number two. And um, yeah, I just think it's um, awesome, especially considering who who the dude is. Uh, Gianni, is it Gianni Vio? Is how you say Gianni it. Gianni Vio. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Vio. Yeah, uh,
1: Gianni Vio. Um, another Italian into the backroom staff. Um, and for those unfamiliar, he's he's. I think he's probably m- most prominent claim to fame is working with the uh, Italian national team uh, for the the recent Euros. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure they scored a bunch of goals from free kicks throughout that tournament. He's also, he's been all over the place. He's a pretty interesting guy in the sense that he's worked in Italian lower leagues. He's worked at like AC Milan. He's worked at Leeds. He's worked at Brentford a few years ago. Um, (laughs) Hmm. he's working at a Serie B team now. So maybe he's just like, he just loves it so much and his rates are not prohibitive to like only be working with the top clubs that he goes around and, I don't know, you might find out that there's some pub team that gives him like a job for a few hours a week. Um, but yeah, there's there's some interesting claims about him. Like one is that he's designed four thousand eight hundred and thirty different set piece routines. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot. Um mm. that's that's a lot. Like the only person who will know that will be here. And does he count like I understand set pieces are probably you know it's very very technical working into that, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did have a spreadsheet with all these um, statistics about his own set pieces in there. But that is a lot of different routines to work out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But we could do with some because we've been we've been I think pretty average from set pieces for a while, and yeah, it'll just be really interesting to see how much this changes us. Like, does this change like suddenly now every time we get a throw in? Um, where those are taken in a different manner. Um, you know, I, I'm just intrigued to see to what extent this will end up, uh, sort of affecting the team. And you'd have to think too, if we ended up becoming very good at set pieces, would we be a team that starts playing for set pieces more? Um, cause I don't know how I would feel about that. If we go down the sort of like, you know, Maddie cash path where you're just trying to
0: get it out for this long throw. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I guess that we've got our answer as to why we've got the Burnley, uh, development coach, uh, or what is it called? The systems coach, uh, working because this is the final piece of the puzzle and we can finally become Burnley. Um, I mean, I just think it's like we are missing out on, you know, like the, the season he was at Brentford, they scored. Oh, I can't remember the number now, but it was a very significant amount of goals from set pieces. And if we can just increase our, uh, no goals we score by 10, 15, like that's going to be, you know, six, 10, 12 points. Um, so, and, and especially when, you know, we're going to have days where we just cannot break a team down. It's mm-hmm. just not happening. And if we can just score off a set piece, um, and then maybe the, no, the at least then the game opens up and then we can sort of, um, play the way we want to play. I just think it's really, yeah, it's really clever. And I just can't believe it's been this long since we finally <laughs> we needed Antonio Conte, one of the best managers in the world, to finally like uh, break. Uh, what is it? It's the the camels? What am I saying? The, the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah. Well, he's not really a straw though, because he's well, a, a piece of spaghetti. Um, <laughs> to break the camel's back to finally get one. Um, it really makes me think that Conte literally must walk into Levy's office and be like, "I want a horse," and then Levy's like, "Yes, <laughs> anything for you, anything, sure. Antonio." Play,
1: he gets down on his knees and just starts. Yeah bowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no I, I think you're right like i think my claims are unfounded more that more that we think about it too because like antonio is so stubborn in how he wants to play mm. that he's not suddenly going to go like well we've got a set piece coach so now we're going to play for set pieces um but yeah yeah it'll i think you're right it'll help us a lot and i do agree. it's interesting that it's like this is a thing like like we're we're, we're employing a set piece coach like you would just think that they just exist at clubs normally. Like yeah. it would be, again, if we have like our Sunday p- pub team and it's like, all right, we're bringing in a set piece coach. You go like, whoa, that's a little bit unnecessary. Mm. Like, we don't really yeah. need to go to that, those lengths on that. We could, you know, <laughs> put that extra money into the canteen maybe. Um, But at elite like clubs, you would just assume that there would be a member of the coaching staff um, who would be focusing on set pieces because uh, I think I read something during the week as well that they, something like, you know, 25% or 20% of goals end up coming from set pieces. Um, And I just thought, you know, for a club, even if you're employing them for an extra like couple hundred grand, like <laughs> surely every club would just have someone who's specializing in that.
0: Mm, mm, exactly. You would just think that that would, ex- it's like when you find out that so many of the clubs don't have um sports psychologists. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? And they're like, but we do have a frost chamber. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, oh, my God. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's quite interesting. And I guess for how advanced we think things are, there are still probably a lot of things behind the scenes which are taking a while to catch up to just where we assume that they would be. Um, and I guess when things are done a certain way for so long, and especially if you've got some, like, older, <laughs> older guys in charge, they might just be thinking like oh we don't need that we don't need this fancy this that and everything else well we don't need a f- fancy man coming in with your chalkboard for set pieces do we don't need you fancy man
0: <laughs> i'm anti-fancy man back in my day all we had was the most unfancy men of all time
1: <laughs> they'd wear those little hats those little uh driver cap things and jodpers i think jodpers Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think they're a a, a sort
0: of old pant, jodpers. They used to ride in into the trading ground, not on horses but ponies, (laughs) big ponies, very unfancy. And those ponies stunk. (laughs) I remember the smell more than anything.
1: (laughs) That's right. And That's we left what... it
0: there. We left it there. We <laughs> didn't clean it up. No way. Yeah. No, 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 no. And that smell, that was all I needed to spur me on because there was a war going on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we're like, oh, okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, all right.
0: Okay, Jesus.
1: All right, all right. <laughs> Granddad, you haven't worked here for 20 years. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> How long?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we will find out a little bit more, though, because this takes us into... The um, I was going to say the other big news from Spurs, but I guess it's the big news in terms of something I can I assume that like Daniel Levy will be very very happy with, oh, which is yeah. the launching of um Spurs Play, mm. um, which I didn't really know about until last week that I saw. Oh, Spurs Play is coming soon, and then a few days later, Spurs Play is here. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I've just assumed we've had Spurs Play for ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like to me that they change every. And I remember back in 2013, maybe, or 2014, it it was like um, uh, Tottenham Hotspur TV and then it's Spurs TV and then it's like um, Spurs Vision and then it's, you know, whatever else. But it used to be like they just do all the preseason friendlies for free. It was just free. Um, But now we've got Spurs play. Yeah, it definitely seems
1: like we've had the uh, addicts that come in and like, Right, we've gotta make we're got to make football TV sexy, you know? Spurs TV, no one's getting excited for that. We need Spurs play. Oh, it's gonna have a dark background, it's gonna be like
0: Netflix. Yeah, it's gonna be not, it's gonna be a wholesome. Right, Spurs TV. What does that mean? Spurs play. That that says it in the title. They're playing. You play when you watch. Yeah, Spurs TV, it's what what is it? It's not a TV
1: you're selling, is it? Yeah, We've got to tell them what to do with it. When they get it, what are they going to do
0: with it? They're going to play it. Yeah, exactly. People are going to be signing up, waiting for their TVs. We're going to get so many complaints. I was confused when I saw it. Spurs TV, I thought, Spurs making TVs.
1: <laughs> They're like, all right, Daniel, we said we'd employ your brother for this, but like, yeah. this has to come on. We need you to rein it
0: in somewhere. <laughs> Well, well, actually, unfortunately, um, I understand that. But he has hired uh, an assistant, and that <laughs> assistant is Charlie Kane. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we have so much Man City content on there. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> will 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 Kane go to City? There's a whole documentary on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We thought that was done and dusted. Yeah. So yeah. did we. Yeah. But so Charlie did we said,
1: and you can hear more about it on Charlie Kane on the open road, riding around the country. <laughs> yeah, on his
0: motorbike. Um, <laughs> Just him in front of a green screen on that motorbike yeah. in his office. <laughs>
1: um, I Look, I, I am a suck for this. I did sign up for Spurs play. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I am absolutely going to.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when you sign up, you kind of go, is this going to be a bit of like a stodgy thing where the club does it and it's they've used some like, you know, small uh, design agency to put it together and it doesn't really load properly. And it's not like that nice to navigate. Um, but then you sign in and, oh, it's smooth. And, oh, it's very nice. Like the actual interface is very, very nice. It's like Netflix, but uh, like a a much smoother version of that. And, um, there is a documentary on there, which is 202 days, which is about Antonio Conte's first 202 days at the club. And there are also some other, other docos in there, some stuff about like the old White Hart Lane, about moving to the stadium, the new stadium, sorry. And there's actually a Lucas Moore documentary that they're producing, um, which is supposed to come out soon, but it's, um, it's very interesting because before they, before I jumped in to see it and it, they said, you know, there's going to be feature length documentaries and original series offering inside access at the club and every level of the club. I thought again, I was like, oh, are they actually going to produce proper things? Or is it going to be like, today we're down here in the boot room and we got a Boot Room Jim. He's cleaning Emerson Royale's cleats right now. What are you
0: going to say, Boot Room Jim? Oh, uh, well, I've just been down here cleaning these boots, scrubbing them. Back in my day, we used to ride in here on ponies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, is this what we're going to have? Like, mm. uh, is it going to be really struggling to find any content? that it's just going to be, like, some annoying person just going around the club, like, talking to anyone. Here, we're in the kitchen with Ethel. Ethel's (laughs) making a nice little chicken curry. Who's going to have it? We
0: don't know. Maybe Davinson Sanchez. Anyway, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I see, I I just think maybe they just had such a great time with the documentary. I love it. They were like, we'll make our own documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the, so is the two o two days thing, is that actually out? Cause I was waiting until that was out, but it is out.
1: I, I think it's uh, out. Cause I, I, I clicked on, I saw there was a trailer and then I'm, it says that it's out and you can watch it and it goes for 40 minutes, 50 minutes. I haven't watched it yet. Um, mm. but I was, yeah, it, it's like everything launched very quickly. Like
0: mm. I, I
1: thought there was going to be more of a, more of a lead time just to, you know, announcing the service and doing that. But I feel like it makes sense to launch it quickly and get people to jump in. And to launch it quickly, you would need something like this. Um, it seems like they've uploaded basically everything they put on YouTube for forever um, on there too, because you can go through and search um, by the players and and go deep on that. So there's uh, there's quite a lot of stuff on there. And I guess at this stage, we would like to announce that this podcast is brought to you by yeah. Spurs
0: Play. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I need to. Next week, we'll come back with the criticisms because this has been an ad.
1: Yeah. This has definitely been an ad. Um, I guess, I guess I feel like just from the, like my, you know, my, my background in like design and these sort of things, I've always like, if I look at a site, especially one associated with the club and it, it doesn't look good. I'm always like, Oh no, yuck. Oh, come on. Put some effort into that. So I've probably been brainwashed a little bit by the fact that it looks really nice and and slick. Um, (laughs) and I'm still at that stage. So yeah, we've just been, we've we've seen the nice packaging. We haven't watched anything from that yet. So we'll probably um, have to give a more, uh, I was going to say realistic or more like honest <laughs> appraisal of it once we uh, actually do get to watch some stuff on there. But um, yeah, I, I think, I guess it's speaking to it in the general sense, it, it's all part of the big sort of marketing ploy to, uh, you know, really, I guess, make us a leader in a whole bunch of areas like we already have with the stadium training ground and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and now, you know, turning turning it up with the media department. So <laughs> it's, um yeah, I wonder what's next <laughs> from here.
0: <laughs> I reckon what's next is uh, much like Netflix. When they launched, you know, it was about hosting other programs mm. and then uh, they started making their own programs. And the quality of those programs is... Uh, obviously there are some good ones, but there's also a lot of not so good ones. And I think perhaps, uh, Spurs play might start making their own sitcom starring the players. I would love that. If (laughs) what two players would you most like to see together
1: in a, in a sitcom? I guess, I'm guess I'm just assuming it's like a buddy sitcom sending around a a couple of, Or it could be a share house with a whole bunch of them.
0: Well I would love like this is this is not who I'd want in it but I would want uh Pierre in it so that then there could be a line where the door swings open and um someone says "Hoi Pierre, I'm home" and then there's canned laughter. <laughs> I feel like buddy you in your fantasy of this you would love that to be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's me, I'm playing that role. Um and so the, the yeah, the two players are me and uh Pierre. I, I love um, the, so,
1: so they're pitching the sitcom and it's like, so it's about a player living with a super fan. <laughs> what <laughs> hijinks will they get up to? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Pierre would be good because he would be like a very kind of like wholesome figure on the show. Mm. Like he'd be offering very sage advice, I think. And, um, he'd be kind of like the rock of the, uh, of the
0: relationship there. That he would. Um, but in terms of two, cause it used to just be, you could say, Deli and Dyer. But I, I just feel like, you know how Kane and Son are meant to be really good friends? Yeah. I just think that is one of the most bizarre relationships. Like, what happens there? <laughs> um, and so I'd really like to watch that play out. Um, but that's kind of a bit of an obvious choice. So, I mean, I, I guess for me it would have to be, I'd like, I'd want to see Paratici, um. and <laughs> who? Who would be a, like a odd couple? Paraticchi and La <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, the whole show—the sitcom is based on Paraticchi's trying to sell yeah. this guy, but can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and La just got his little quiet, little his little quiet mouse, yeah. and <laughs> Paratici's screaming. Yeah. He's walking around with his headphones on, getting caught on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I would. I would.
1: Yeah. I would. Love. I really do hope that they have a bit of fun with it and make something like like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh like Adele could be in it. Oh uh, that would be mm.
1: that'd be I, I think maybe they will like what you're sort of saying with Netflix, like yeah, they might start with like good intentions of like, oh we're gonna make all these our own you know, these content and blah blah blah. And then they'll just end up filling it up with like just adjacent like live Adele concert at <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello there, A Bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash a bit spursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon. Which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's uh, look, we we love uh, you know
1: creating this podcast, and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams, uh, some watch-alongs, and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs. Smurfs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you'd like to do that, uh, please head to patreon.com slash Uh
0: The more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job.
1: <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at abitspursy.com. Uh, this is uh, something else I saw that I'm just sort of thinking of now. We're talking about like media departments. Is um, Nuno Nuno has a new job. Um, yeah, he so does. He's, he's uh he's been confirmed as the uh, Al um head coach uh, or manager in the the Saudi League, and mm-hmm. the announcement video for him is <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Like <laughs> yeah. I am lost for words because okay. So if anyone hasn't seen it, it basically starts. You see. Uh, Nuno, and there's a lot of him in Wolves gear. There's not really much Spurs (laughs) content (laughs) in there. Um, but they have used the Spurs phrase, we're going to make you, I'm going to make you so proud. Mm. Um, but the, the graphics on the video are insane because it shows Nuno and then it goes to like, um, oh, is it? Well, no, what was the Russell Crowe film? It's not a perfect mind. Uh, uh.
0: A beautiful mind. A beautiful
1: mind. And it's like got all these like it's like these and, and a combination of like goodwill hunting. It's like all these like science equations are just like fading in over his head and um and around him. Um and then you've got like musical notes that start streaming everywhere. And so it's <laughs> yeah. like, is this we're trying to make him like a a Mozart slash like science genius? Um <laughs> and it's like I don't think that's what Nuno is known for. It's like this master physicist.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe what a like, what a fault. Fo- Cause you, I figured, you know, like he'll, he'll coach someone in uh, one of the uh, lower leagues or maybe just someone at the bottom of the premier league. No, no, no. He's going to the Saudi league, Um, which like, I wonder whether that's just a money thing or it's like his time at Spurs damaged his reputation so severely that he actually couldn't get a gig. Like,
1: yeah, I think it's it's probably a combination of both.
0: Um,
1: mm. Because you kind of feel like if, I understand if after the Spurs experience, he'd want to have a little bit of a break, but you would assume that he would probably have, I don't know, tried for like a, um, yeah, a, a lower league, like, I don't I don't know, maybe a championship team or like seeing what he could maybe do if there's like a, you know, I don't know, a, a Bundesliga or a league or something, I don't know, something like that. But yeah, you have to assume that his options had kind of closed off. And, mm. um, yeah, it was just a just good payday or maybe they're just the only club that like, when they were talking to him, were like, you are such a brilliant tactician, a brilliant, <laughs> masterful tactician. Mm. Uh, and Nuno finally felt seen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Nuno was like, oh, finally people understand. Finally. People <laughs> will
1: understand what I was trying to do for the first North London Derby last season. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so wild it's so the video crazy. The videos just like when the um when the spirals uh occur and it's not only maths equations but also musical notes yeah. unbelievable,
1: yeah, it sort of feels like maybe at their media department they're like, "What should we do for this? and someone's like, Well, my son just did a media project at school <laughs> yeah. and he's got this template that he bought online, and well he could just use that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, all right, fine. We'll do, we'll do that. And it's, it's, <laughs> there's also some like trigonometry stuff in there as well, with like triangles <laughs> being measured, um, and some algebra with letters and stuff everywhere, <laughs> um, but look, I, 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 we, we say this, but like, I think, you know, best of luck to Nuno. Like I hope that he, uh, I mean, I I wish no ill will on him. I hope he has fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I hope he makes them proud. Mm. I hope it makes them proud. I just, there's nothing more damning than that video where he says that. Yeah. And then the the next 10 games.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a real wonder why they then chose to use that specific clip on, um, on this announcement video. Like Mm. (laughs) what clip should we use? Hey, should we record something new? That's maybe Mm. like, I don't know, just a new phrase. Even if it's over the phone with Nuno, doesn't matter. Um, they're like, no, no, no. Let's go to that clip that he said to Spurs. (laughs) Which then had just this, you know, tremendous downfall afterwards. Let's bring that back in.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, it is,
1: yeah. It's uh it's something. So go please look, you can find that Twitter, check that out if if you haven't seen it. It's definitely it's definitely a very interesting, <laughs> a very interesting
0: announcement. Yeah. I wish we did our announcements like that, to be honest. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think it would be that would be at the forefront. That would be the leaders of media if this was how we did them.
1: Yeah, that's the typical point where we go over the edge a little bit and we yeah, get a little yeah. bit too carried away.
0: Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait until we start releasing them in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your Oculus Rift. Um, it's, it's soon. I'm sure it's soon. It'll be soon. Um,
1: that would be amazing. I, I remember, see, something um, about th- watching football in 3D. It must have been the 2000 and... Far out was it? Two thousand and twelve World Cup, mm-hmm. um, where I think they did have games in three D, um, and you you could go watch them at like cinemas. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I remember this now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like and yeah, and I remember watching. I think it was the final or the semi final, and going there at like four in the morning, um, and it was packed, and you had your three D glasses on, and there were aspects of it which were kind of cool, like you could actually see some depth in the in the field and and that was really interesting it's just occurred to me now that's like 14 years ago no no sorry t- t- 10 years ago for then um, and we haven't even remotely seen anything uh, anything like that since and I get that the technology maybe to film games with 3d cameras and stuff is is expensive but I would have assumed by now that we we would have maybe I don't know even had more events like that where you
0: could go and watch a game in 3d at a cinema I'm so pleased we don't. Um I hate 3D. I hate it so much. Um I think I think it's uh, AC Grayling talks about where is it him or is it someone else? Talks about the idea of uh giving up um when we have advances in technology the advancement is often not the the purpose that the original invention was made for. So like mm-hmm. with telephones, you know we had tele- uh, home phones, cordless phones and we had mobile phones, but the um the quality of the call on a mobile phone is not as good as a landline but the ease of use in the sense that you can call people from anywhere and blah blah blah, outweighs the original um like function of it so we like give up the fact that it might drop out or 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 we allow that to happen or that it you know like it's going to be crackly or whatever um and to me that's very similar with 3d except it didn't happen where it was like this isn't as good Uh, in the sense that like, it's not as good as watching something in, in 4k or 8k. Um, and and you have to wear these stupid glasses. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, it's like, oh, but the payoff is it's in 3d whether it's like, well, the payoff isn't that good. So, yeah, um, I feel like I, I
1: definitely agree for norm, most other content in 3d, um, like any movies that I saw in 3d were just always not good at all. Um. But I just, I remember something that I was impressed about by watching, I think because it was sport, because maybe like you didn't care so much if it was in the highest resolution. Like it was just a really diff. it was just an interesting way to sort of be able to experience the game when you're not there um, and, and give a little bit more depth to the pitch. So I'm not necessarily saying I'm, I'm like, you know, a, a champion of 3D, bring back 3D for sport. But you, this is an ad, bro. Is this another ad? Come to Spurs play and watch (laughs) all games in 3D Um, Um,
0: with Tarotichi's commentary throughout the game. (laughs) Imagine if it was in 3D and that's we commentated and we commentated like that. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, Let's watch some football.
1: And the sound was also in 3D. So we would just like circle the room. So it just sounds like the voices are coming at all angles.
0: (laughs) Out of the walls. Yeah. Oh God, we need to send an email. We need to send an email. (laughs) There are many emails
1: that we could send.
0: (laughs) I still haven't sent my one about the supercomputer. I really need to find out. I'm desperate to find out about the supercomputer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, do you know what else the supercomputer is good for?
1: 3D. Powering 3D.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. It all makes
1: sense. Could we borrow you? Hey, maybe now that we've had a thing, you Mm. can email them and say, look, can we borrow the supercomputer to try out some 3D? Myself, Barney, I'm not keen on it, but Dan is keen to try
0: it out. So we're just wondering, could we make that happen? Yeah. Great. I'll include that as well. Yeah. I'll include that. Um, that's, that's important. I really, I got to remember to send that email because I just either won't get a response or I'll get a really funny, like, thank you for emailing the mirror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your interest. Um, Uh, depending on how deranged, I'm going to make the email very deranged. Um, now the other thing that's slightly deranged, uh, is something that you found, which I really do appreciate, um, is last week, or was it the week before we spoke about the Harry Kane, uh, exhibit at the museum exhibit. That's (laughs) it makes it sound like he's in a cage. Um, and, uh, (laughs) It's like, he's doing like an art insulate where he's just
1: in there in this like cube in the middle of the room, (laughs) Harry Kane lives here for a week.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Look at him thinking about football. I can imagine if that happened, they'd be like, he's been here for six days. He has not moved. Yeah. (laughs) He'd just be sitting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has, uh, you can go in and sit in this booth apparently uh, and listen to uh, music that he listens to before he goes to play for Tottenham or England or whatever. And one of the songs, uh, Dan, if you could – speak of this, Harry Kane loved the, so he uses the song by Ed Sheeran called Shivers, not the band Shivers that I thought, <laughs> I thought there was a band called Shivers, it's a song by Ed Sheeran.
1: Yeah. And we, like, we've heard, like, in the past, Harry Kane has spoken, you know, in those interviews of like, well, g'day, Harry, welcome to Sock AM, who's your favourite music artist? And he's like, oh, Ed Sheeran? Like, so I've definitely heard him mention Ed Sheeran before, but then it's like, I don't know a huge amount about Ed Sheeran's songs. Like, I know, like, I, I've got nothing against him. I think he's, you know probably like a very talented songwriter by all accounts. Um, and he's he's got some songs which I'm assuming are pretty pretty like good to pump up and, and, and sort of get things going to. This one, Shivers, I find it just more interesting due to the lyrics <laughs> that it contains. Because um, I think like a lot of, you know, traditional sport pump-up songs, it's just about like, you know, um, it's just very, very generic statements which are just like easy to get your head around and like, you know, um, it's like, like, let's go. Like, it's really just like very, very, very simplistic, almost like, I want to say like primitive sort of messages of like, let's go out for battle. Um, whereas this one is, it's, it's a love, it's seems like a love song. Um, and I just wonder like who Harry Kane is thinking about when this, like, is he thinking about the goal? Is he thinking <laughs> about the ball? Um, cause some of the, some of the lyrics, for example, are, um, I took an arrow to the heart. I never kissed a mouth that tastes like yours. Strawberries <laughs> and then some something more. Oh yeah I want it all. Lipstick on my guitar fill up the engine we can drive real far go dancing underneath the stars oh yeah I want it all mm. and then another bit which I think is important is uh, I, th- I think this is the chorus which is like you got me feeling like I want to be that guy I want to kiss your eyes I want to drink that smile I want to feel like I like my soul's on fire I want to stay up (laughs) all day and all night
0: yeah you got me feeling like I I, one lyric that really uh, came at me like a bullet um, (laughs) is um, and when they say the party's over we'll bring it right back into the car (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite bit yeah on the
1: backseat in the moonlight dark wrap me up between your legs and arms
0: yeah! Wow! Um, like a like an anaconda, like but... an anaconda. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like, is is Kane picturing just like cozying up? Let's what like, like what goes through the 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 sort of mind there to get him in the in that sort of headspace? Like initially, I thought like, oh, is it a bit of like a love song with maybe with Son? Maybe that you know, he kind of pictures. But I feel like he's got to picture something when
0: these lyrics are happening. Um, well, I mean, I I feel like I want to come up with lots of silly reasons, but I also, to me. The Kate Kane and Harry Kane romance is one of the most beautiful. <laughs> like uh uh symbols of just like simple, like they, they went to what they went to the academy together and then they ended up getting married, and like um she seems like a lovely person and he kisses the his ring every I mean maybe she's like some kind of like sauron overlord, kissing the <laughs> ring um uh every time. So I assume it must be like pump-up song, pump pump song. Remember the love. <laughs> Get a little bit saucy. Bring the party back to the car. And then he's like, that's who I'm playing for. And then he goes back to the pump up songs. Now that I've got that out of the way, I would say it <laughs> might be for. for um, he's now recently appeared on Fortnite as a character. Um, it might be for his um, avatar on that. He wants to be with his avatar. He's thinking
1: about his Fortnite avatar. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. We are missing very crucial context. Like, I wonder if at the exhibition it did say, um, like, I don't know if there was an intro before the song. <laughs> it's like, and up next we've got Ed Sheeran shivers. Now this is one that Harry Kane listens to when playing Fortnite as himself. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> or to cement his his beautiful relationship with his partner. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I'm very nervous about if anything, um, was to, you know, like their, their marriage wasn't good or they fight all the time. It would just destroy my belief in love. So, uh, (laughs) it can't happen because to me, I've seen photos of their house. It's horrendously decorated. Um, they did that gender reveal thing, horrendous, but they were in it together. They're like in the cringe together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like now, like I've, I've raised this, and um, you're like a Harry Kane like biographer, <laughs> and, and providing the and I'm just like, oh, isn't this such a silly thing? He loves the ball, and you're like, no, well, actually, it's about his marriage with his partner. Now,
0: the sanctity
1: of that union is so beautiful
0: to the English people. I'm like, okay, I'm an you. Do you now. Rem- do you remember Diana? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if her marriage to Charles was one that was full of warmth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's the stupidest song. It's uh, like I always, I always thought that like uh, the thing about Ed Sheeran was that obviously he's very popular, but I thought part of that was like meant to be that he was this amazing lyricist and he sort of transcended pop music through his lyrics. But reading this, this reads like. Uh, I don't even know what it reads like the, the, the scribblings of a, of a moron. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think so. And especially that I want to be that guy. I want to kiss your eyes. I want to drink that smile. Um, mm. that's just sounds like, mm, what can I, uh, what, can, what else can I kiss apart from mouth eyes? All right. That makes sense. I'm Ed Sheeran. I don't care. I'll just say
0: whatever I want. (laughs) Um, I like, oh, baby, you want to dance till the sunlight cracks. Is he referring to the fact that the sun is rising or is he actually talking about the um, heat death of the sun? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) This is a demonic prayer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) Um, But there we go. That's, uh, that's... That's our assumption this, this as well is based on a very loose comment on our discord from someone saying, yep. I went to the exhibition. There was an Ed Sheeran song, shivers. <laughs> like, so, um, if anyone else has been in the exhibition and, uh, mm. there was more information about where the song comes from, please let us know. Mm. We'd be very, mm. very interested to, um, to hear that. Um, something else I wanted to talk about, buddy, was, um, and I, I would put this in the basket of things that we can't massively verify. Cause I haven't seen mm. too much of it, but there's a, a apparent quote from Christian Romero, um, where he was asked in like a, a sort of a silly interview, if he would, if he had to drop a nuke somewhere in the world, which is a, just a bonkers question to ask in an interview, uh, especially just to like a, an athlete for a team, like, um, and his answer is the Emirates stadium, <laughs> which is a good answer, but then there are a lot of smart ass replies that are going like, does he know that if a bomb was dropped there, it would also wipe out Tottenham?
0: <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I love that <laughs> I wanna know if this is real, who this journalist is. <laughs> and I wanna meet them because imagine in a press conference. Sorry, Antonio. If you had to drop a nuclear bomb anywhere in the world. Like, also, you could just answer, oh, deep into the ocean. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want to kill anyone. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I'm also trying to look up, because the, the publication that this is apparently from is La Salsa. So I'm just trying to look it up. La Salsa, which is a fresh Mexican grill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, this is just from a restaurant the restaurant has asked him this.
1: maybe this is their maybe they've got like a new hot sauce that's come out and it's so hot it's like a nuclear bomb in your mouth going oh. in, in in which case it's still a very weird application of the question to promote that
0: <laughs> when I google La salsa news, I get l a salsa dancers still dancing through the pandemic um so yeah, this is very much in that un uh, unverified
1: uh territory, um, I would kind of love it if it is true. Just that, just, just in the sense of, I still think it is a stupid question. Um, mm. but just the, it would just make me think like, ah, oh, Romero is, Romero's fully coise, isn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah, I wonder what's going to happen when Richarlison rocks up to training. Like, are they gonna, uh, what, what are they going
1: to do? They're going to have to fight? Well, maybe if this question was asked an hour, a week later, the, uh, the
0: answer would be on Richarlison's face. Yeah, and then people with smart would be like, well, that would include your face as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the, I love the idea that someone has asked, Christian Romero, what would you do if you had a nuclear bomb and where would you drop it? And then people have been like, ha, 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 idiot, guess what? like uh, like in response to the stupidest question in the world and, and that uh, I cannot verify that this publication even exists <laughs> yeah it's 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 absolutely nuts. it's it's madness it's absolute, <laughs> absolute madness we should start doing that just make things up and then put like um burrito as the source or like um, I don't know what else, what, what's another, uh, great. story? Uh, oh, uh, Australian meat pie news. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's very, very easy for that to happen. Um, and like some, like something we've done in the past Barney is it's like, once a transfer window, we'll put out a new story saying that we are linked to Dominic Toretto uh, mm. from Fast and Furious and people just get up in arms and they don't even check, like you can put out any up publication. And, the, and, yeah. and they just always get up in arms
0: and it's like, <laughs> go on the cheap option again, I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Toretto, oh, I never heard of him. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. So it, it is, it does show as well.
1: Um, I would love it if there was a deeper point we had here where we're like, this has actually been uh, to,
0: to illustrate how easy it is for misinformation to spread on the internet. And I mean, that's the point I was going to make. But also, <laughs> you can check all this out on Spurs play. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's their little segment there of just like, we ask every player if they had to drop a nuke, where would they drop it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like, and in between, there's like an explosion yeah. in between each player is the transition. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm sure Whoa. there would be
1: some like, Hoi be like, that's a very serious topic. I wouldn't drop a nuke anywhere. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't do that. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> or like I can imagine Larice walking out.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> I should have.
1: I should have left this club five years ago.
0: <laughs> I cannot believe this. This is exactly where I thought this club was going. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh but uh, I mean, it is true. Like in terms of misinformation, like it's crazy how all you have to do is read something, and then go, oh, then. I don't know if that's real. And then you do a two-second Google search and figure out whether it's real, whether it's written, who, is the, who the source is, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's that easy as opposed to just reading it and then just vomiting out your immediate response to it oh. um, in the replies. It's crazy. Def, definitely. Um, and this reminds
1: so something that happened a few years ago, my business partner at the time and I, we put out this, we had this like just parody silly page. Um, talking about like cool things in Melbourne effectively. And we put up some photos of a spoonful of Nutella. Um, and we put it up as $5 online, didn't think much of it. And then within a couple of days, it was being run in like the Daily Mail as like, you know, outrage, like, oh, this Melbourne cafe is selling $5 spoonful of Nutella. This is millennials gone mad. And then within the next couple of days. We had calls from like the BBC, <laughs> all these places around the world. The Project, which is a uh, a sort of big prime time TV show here in Australia, they called and they ran the story on their show, um, and like National Nine News, a national broadcaster, <laughs> ran this story, and all the only verification they had for some of them was to call us and if and we go, oh yeah, and then that was it, and then that was it, and it and it sort of turned into this thing, and so that was a big sort of um. I guess eye-opening moment for me to see that of like, hang on, we just put up this silly photo and just said, oh, th- well, this cafe is selling this, <laughs> nothing more than that. And then it just sort of like the, the hunger for stories anywhere just went absolutely bonkers and everyone was running it.
0: That is, I, I remember that happening at the time and so, someone, I don't think you told me, but someone else told me that you had done that and I was like... Oh my God. Um, cause I mean, it's crazy that, you know, people have to study to become journalists. They go through training, they've got to verify sources, blah, 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 blah. And the fact that it can come down to this website <laughs> and then, so what did, was the, did the cafe exist that you
1: said had the things? So the cafe existed, um, yep. they were, they were down. So, okay. So the, the actual cafe space existed cause, um, we had an office on top of that. And so it was myself, my, my, um, like I said, my business partner at the time, Paul, um, and another guy who was like, you know, uh, in one of the co-working spaces nearby named Sasha, we were just sitting around like, let's, let's come up with something that we could easily shoot. Um, and then the idea was to, to shoot that downstairs and we made up the name of the cafe. So there was nothing online about the name. Um, Mm. but like we knew that we could take photos within the cafe to make it look like it was a thing. Um, and then that's just it just went from there it was it was absolutely ridiculous
0: that is hilarious just another brilliant reminder to not get your news from the project yeah (laughs) they suck um uh sorry to everyone that loves the project um they do this thing and you can chart it where they before so they'll be like center left and they'll care about human rights issues and all this kind of stuff and then as it gets close to the election all of a sudden this is prior to um them being owned by is it nbc that owns them or uh uh no who owns them cbs um prior to that just before the election all of a sudden everything would swing and it would be like is the Labour government slash Greens actually a bunch of aliens who want to kill us? Uh, like because it's a big business. It's just, it was revolting. Um anyway, that's very off topic. Um another thing that some people have found revolting, see that transition, is um uh Ericsson apparently moving to Manu. Buddy, sorry, sorry, it just reminded me, it's like you were a, it's like you're a professor giving like in
1: segues here. Um <laughs> just just the how emphatically <laughs> See that transition, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yes, <laughs> as um, you're saying, Ericsson,
0: Ericsson, Ericsson. Yeah, you should see me tutor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ericsson apparently going to Man U, which I find like I wanted him to come back. He didn't come back. Who knows whether apparently we hadn't even really put an offer in and like, it didn't seem like we were interested. And if Conte's not interested in having him, then meh, we don't, you know, like whatever. He like was fantastic while he was here. He left, he's now playing. He had a very serious health scare. He's okay. Like whatever. In terms of him, I don't mind. What annoys me though, is that if he'd gone to, which is bizarre. If he'd gone to Chelsea, Liverpool or Man City, I would be like, it's game on brother. <laughs> like, and it would feel like a, a, more of a, I'd like respect him more, but cause he's going to Man you, i I'm like, what do you, why? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I feel I've, I've been very perplexed by this reaction overall. Like there's been some things online and again, you, you think it's just also a case of people just doing it for likes, but they're putting up photos, like pretending to like burn an Ericsson shirt an Ericsson Spurs shirt. <laughs> and it's like, this is so weird. Um, yeah. because the, the the Ericsson timeline is like what he was with us for seven years. In that last season, it was not great. He wasn't playing well. We had already decided, like we kind of as fans wanted him gone because he'd already publicly said that he wanted to go. So it wasn't a great end. But then once he left, it was like ah okay fine we move on. Um, and then I think yeah the health you know the health care that he had made everyone go like oh hang on he's a footballer he's a he's a human uh this is fine. Maybe we can actually just remember him positively um, from our experience and that's that. That's a nice place to sort of rest in. Whereas it feels like the idea of like him possibly rejecting us here, just fans can't cope with that. Even though, like you said, there was no room for him to reject us because by all credible sources or I should say the most credible sources that we have to go by they've said that we didn't actually put an offer through and that wouldn't surprise me. Like, I don't, we don't know exactly what Christian Eriksen's demands were, but if we really wanted him, I am so sure that we would have had him. If Conte said, I want Eriksen, I want to build a team around him, we would have got him because we would pay him whatever he wants and that would have been fine. Um, We obviously didn't want him enough for what he was sort of demanding, which by our initial talks, it was probably like, hey... Christian do you want to come back here he's like yeah but uh, you need to pay me this you need to play me every game and need to do this and it's like no we're good <laughs> and then that's it
0: yeah yeah I mean uh, the thing that's you know fascinating to me is there's always this pool of Champions League football apparently for players and they really want to play in it and we've seen the footage of how uh, excited Tottenham uh, the Tottenham players were when we qualified. I mean, Galini made a rap video about it. That's how excited he was. And he's not even playing in it um, with us. Which is such a great point. The, so like this idea <laughs> that, you know, Ericsson wants Champions League football and then is, is you know, if he comes to us and says, I want X amount of money and I want to play. And then we go, well, no, um, you're going to have to go somewhere else. And then Man you just continue on there. But now I'm I'm sure he would have been like I want um well, let's high, uh, let's highball him I want uh five hundred thousand uh, five hundred thousand pounds a week and they would have been like done <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, that's how much we pay Harry Maguire um <laughs> like who who knows and like he probably wants you know he can play for um what's his name uh Ajax. Ajax Man. Ten Hag. Ten Hag, yeah. Ajax Man. <laughs> Frankie Dij- Dijon, and that's not him. It's, yeah, yeah. Ajax Man himself.
1: <laughs> and joining us, we have Ajax Man. Ajax Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please just call me Eric, is fu- like Eric or Mr. Yeah. Ten Hag.
0: Yeah. Um, No. Mm, shut
1: up, Ajax Man. Uh, it, but but uh, what was interesting with, uh, with, with that point you said, Barney, was that um, yeah, people were like, well, Ericsson said he wanted Champions League and now he's gone to a non-Champions League club. And it's like, maybe he put out saying like, hey, I would, I want Champions League in the hope that more Champions League clubs came in for him to mm. offer him contracts to play and also play regularly because he would want to be going to the World Cup. So he wants to be playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I just assume as well that like, there, there must not have been as much interest, um, from Champions League teams who could play him regularly. Because uh, we already know in, uh, Italy's ruled out. He can't go to Italy and play. Um, mm. I wonder if other European leagues also have similar rules around pacemakers and stuff that you can't, um, maybe you can't play in those leagues too. But like I, I, I see nothing wrong with this and nothing wrong with Eriksson here because honestly, if we did want him, there's no way that he would have gone to Man U. There's just no way, even if he's, you, you buy into the story of like, oh, Ericsson wants a new challenge. It's like, no, I don't think so at all. Cause like he could stay in London, play champions league, play a new stadium, come back, play under a manager who bought him previously and got like a lot of success out of him. Um, there's no reason why this, that sort of wouldn't happen. So I think we could just wish him well. And it also means we don't have to tarnish like the, any positive memories that we have about him.
0: Yeah, totally. Until. He scores against us um, at Old Trafford. And then I will burn, I'll buy a shirt and burn it. (laughs) Will you
1: buy an Ericsson Man U shirt or or try and go a retro Spurs one?
0: Um, I will, well, no, I'll buy a Spurs shirt, but then I'll cover it in uh, my own blood and then I'll burn it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Look, I I, mm. I think you're right. Like, if he does do something against us, the centre, it might change. Um, mm. for sure. Uh, to be honest, like, are you worried about Manu at all? Like, I'm not worried at this stage for this upcoming season, at least.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. Especially with all the Ronaldo stuff going on now, where it's like, um, United want him to leave. He wants to leave. He doesn't want to leave. Like, <laughs> um, I love that. It's just such a great uh drama to be happening while they've got a new coach. Um yeah I'm not worried, but then also that makes me worried because I'm like, will Ten Hag like just come in and and they'll be no, I don't think they'll be like really good, but they'll just be like good enough. It'll bit like when they were when they were playing under Ollie where it was like you never know what menu you're getting hmm. um and maybe they'll be like that, but no, I'm not particularly worried
1: yeah it, it seems like some people think it's a foregone conclusion that just because they have Ten Hag it's all going to work out. Um, Mm. and it's like, that's very much not the case. And even though Ten Hag is, you know, again, by all accounts, a good manager, like where he is proven is with the biggest team by far in Mm. like a smaller European league. And you know, this is like, I would still classify him as somewhat of an unproven manager, even though he has had some good champions league runs. Um, Mm. I'm not trying to say that I think he's going to fail, but I just think it's like, it's such an unknown territory at the moment. And the fact that we have Conte, Conte is undoubtedly, a, a like, you know, a better manager in terms of, like, his track record. So, mm. like, why would we even be
0: worried about this team? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. E- exactly. Um, well, I think that's, is that, do we have any questions or anything? Or is that, that's the end of the, the line? No, that's, that's the end of the line for us, like. The, the
1: only sort of impending things are like, you know, there's rumors that like uh, Longley might sign within the next mm-hmm. day or two. Uh, Jed Spence might sign within the next day or two. Um, I think we've got more transfer business to come. Like we're, I still think we're going to sign a a, um, a a sort of a, a another, in addition to Longley, a, another top level center back. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's really kind of it. Like there's... um. Mm. Again, it's like we shouldn't expect that we're going to have a signing every single day. Um, and why not?
0: Just get it done. I've done it get on. It done. I've done it on FIFA. You just press X. <laughs> yeah. Then you go into that weird puppet yeah. animation, which
1: always takes too long, and you always have to hold it takes X to so skip. long. And then it's like, oh, oh we're, at the, we're doing that restaurant cutscene, which takes even longer. Yeah, what is the deal with the
0: restaurant cutscene? <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, oh, I don't um, care about this. Yeah, it's so painful. Um, Oh, the one thing I uh, did want to add before we go is I watched, uh, well, Spurs put up a, uh, an Instagram reel of return to the training ground footage mm. and uh, Gio Lo Celso's in it, uh, as is Endon Ballet. um Dyer's there. Uh, Romero's there. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that those two, because I just kind of forgotten that they existed or that we still own them as players.
1: Yeah, Hill's there uh, as well. I noticed that.
0: Y- yeah, yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah, Ma- and I think Papa Matassar is also there.
0: He, yeah, yeah, he is. Um,
1: but yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, because you look at that and you go, we've got a very, very big squad at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Some people have to move. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It must be really weird if you're a player and you know that a club doesn't want you at all. Um, Mm. which, and it's like that trap of like, that, you know, you see some comments of people going like, you know, and Dombele, well, he's doing a workout. Could he actually be the, uh, could he, (laughs) could this be the turn? And it's, it's just like, no, of course not. Um, it's Mm. just, we're too far (laughs) down the track now, but it would be very weird knowing that a club wants to sell you, but then having to come back and, you know, do all the pre-season training and. And just do all that and just show your face around the place when it's like it's such such prominent public knowledge that the club wants you gone.
0: Mm. I mean, I think the most interesting thing, and I I mean, I there's no way surely that Endor Bellet will go to Korea. Um, but I've always been puzzled by the fact that I mean, I think the Argentina thing maybe blew it for him, but that La Celso wasn't uh a more prominent member of um conte like he just seems like a player that could play Conte ball um it's yeah I wonder whether anything will shift there but also I'm done like I'm done with both of them just pff, leave or take them to Korea and just leave them there like I, I'm not I'm not interested when I saw them I, there was no like oh those guys it was like oh you like just to leave them in Seoul <laughs> yeah just leave them there
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. The, uh, we got the flight tickets wrong. We've.
0: <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah. Oopsies. Or, or you're like, okay, you guys are going on a different plane. We're going on this plane. Sorry. It's just a um, model run. And then we land them in North Korea.
1: <laughs> and coming on Spurs play, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Lo Celso escape so, <laughs> from North Korea. <laughs> Korea. Love that. Love that. Yep. Yeah. Um, love that. It would, <laughs> it would be, great. I feel this is dicey territory to go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it is going to be very interesting to see, uh, who makes that flight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is at the end of this week, right? It's Saturday, I think. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you though. I'm, I'm with you. It's like, we've, we've got to, we've got to find some solutions here to end them. And if that means leaving people in Korea, then I guess that's where we are. I think that's how we operate
0: yep. these days. Yep. Yep. I guess that's, uh, that's how we do business now.
1: Also, I like, um, sorry, but I let, just also like the idea here that like, these are very well played, very well paid footballers. <laughs> they could very easily just charter a flight back out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they can't. No. They're stuck. We've got their passports. That's. <laughs> yeah. We've got, well, yeah, apparently that's a thing. Like the club looks after the passports. Yeah. That would be.
1: So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, It's feasible. That's all I'm saying. It's an option. Well, that's cliff cliffhanger to to leave on this week. Uh, Who will return from Korea?
0: Yeah. As always, um, thank you very much for listening. If you've got any ideas for um, some Spurs plays, Spurs plays? (laughs) No, that's Conte's job. Spurs play content. Um, Please post it. We've got a Discord. Um, I'd love to hear what TV shows you'd like to see on there, what dramas, comedies. Um, romances. And
1: head to, head to discord.gg slash a bit Spursy.
0: Brilliant. I didn't know what the address was. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I've been Barney, I've been Dan. And uh, come on you Spurs.
1: You've been listening to a bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at a bit and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.